Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Kangaroo English Podcast, a podcast about language for people learning languages. In this episode, I'm going to reveal the secret to fluency that is too good to be true and show you how you can control the future only by talking. Before we begin, I need to mention that this podcast, along with all of my other online activities, is made possible by your very generous support. So, if you would like to sponsor free English education, then there are two ways you can do that. The first way is you can become my patron on Patreon, and the second way is you can buy some very stylish Kangaroo English merchandise. The links for both of those things and the links for my YouTube channel and Facebook group and much more you can find on my website at kangarooenglish.com. If I asked you what was the one thing that best predicts your future academic success, what would you say? Your intelligence? The amount of time you study? Where you live? how much money you have? Actually, it's none of those things. Amazingly, the one thing that best predicts your academic success is your language ability. In April this year, a group of researchers published a paper which showed that language level when children first start school predicted overall performance in four out of the five domains they looked at including mathematics and social skills. And those effects continued through secondary school, into university and beyond. But the question is, what causes this difference in language ability in children? To answer this question, we need to go back in time to 1964. In 1964, the U.S. national poverty rate was around 20%, double what it is today. And this poverty was having a terrible effect on the academic performance of those children. The president at the time, Lyndon B. Johnson, wanted to do something about it. So he introduced the War on Poverty. And a huge part of this war was spending money on early childhood education. Two academics, Betty Hart and Todd Risley, were part of that war on poverty. They tried to use their knowledge of child development to reduce the effects of poverty on those children's academic growth. But they were constantly frustrated that no matter how hard they tried, they could never change the developmental trajectory of those poor children. It was almost like they had arrived too late, and they wanted to know why. They wanted to know what was happening in the homes of these children that could possibly be causing this difference in language skills. Incredibly, nobody had ever asked this question before. And it would take them more than 20 years to find the answer. And what they discovered is really thought-provoking. They knew that they needed to look at the children before they started school. So, they chose 42 families with babies to study. 
The families were from three different social classes. Thirteen of the families were upper socioeconomic status or professional families. Ten were middle socioeconomic status or working class families. And six were low socioeconomic status families or families receiving welfare from the state. Starting from when the babies were between seven and nine months old, they recorded them for one hour a month until they turned three. When they had finished, they had two and a half years of audio recordings, which they spent the next six years analyzing. Here is Dr. Risley talking about what they discovered. What we learned was that the, by, before the child is, is three, remember the child is awake about 100 hours a week. That's a learning opportunity time. The question is how much, what, what experience, how is that time filled up or is it empty? What we learned was the incredible differences between families in amount of talking that, that parents did with their babies. For example, the average child by the age of three has heard 20 million words addressed to them. Okay, Children of very talkative, socially interactive families have thir heard 35 million words addressed to them by the age of three. Children of very taciturn and non-responsive families have heard less than 10 million words addressed to them. This plays out in the child's vocabulary size. So a children of the average child has about a 700 word vocabulary by the age of three. Children of very sociable, interactive families have a vocabulary of about 1,100 words. Children of very taciturn, non-reactive families, responsive families, have only about a 500-word vocabulary. Those differences before age three, we're talking about babies, before age three, at, in the kind of the bosom of their families in the, in the, in the home, 15,000 hours of experience is about to be filled up or empty. And that difference is, so, is, is extraordinarily great and extraordinarily important way before we even start talking about reading. But it wasn't just the quantity of words that were different. It was also the quality. Here's Dr. Risley again. That's another discovery we found, and that is the more you talk, the higher the quality of what you say. If you only, everybody says a certain amount of business talk. Stop that, get down from there, don't do that. Something that thinks to get something done, everybody does that, whether they only talk a little or talk a lot. But if you only talk a little, that's all you're saying. When you're talking a lot, all the complexity, all the, everything else, it's about something else. It's chit-chat, it's gossip, it's commentary. It, all the richness is in the extra talk. So the message is, don't worry, talk a lot, it will automatically be rich. It'll be positive and rich because it's not about business. In 1995, they published their research in a book called Meaningful Differences in the Everyday Experience of Young American Children. This single book and the now famous 30 million word gap had a massive impact on the US education system that continues until this day. Now, this study was revolutionary, but it was far from perfect. The families were only observed for one hour per month, and it was done using the limited technology available at the time, 
requiring labor-intensive transcription and coding of every single minute of audio. And a researcher was always present in the room with the children. But perhaps the biggest problem was that it only observed 42 families. It needed to be repeated, but in a bigger way. And in 2017, the Lena Research Foundation did exactly that. This time, it included 329 families instead of just 42. And each recording lasted 12 hours instead of just one. For the study, they used a technology called Lena, where the children wear a digital audio recorder in the front pocket of a specially designed jacket. And the recordings are analyzed automatically using speech recognition technology, which generates estimates of word counts throughout the day. And guess what? Their results generally match the Hart and Risley findings, showing real differences among socioeconomic status groups. They found a 4 million word gap by the age of 4, which is not quite the 30 million from the original study, but still majorly significant, with significant effects on the academic futures of the children. Incredibly, it seems that the best thing we can do to give children bright futures is just to talk to them. Now, all of this might be fascinating and shocking, but perhaps you're wondering what this has to do with learning a language. Well, there's something hidden in all of these studies that is of massive importance to language learners. The studies only showed an effect for words that were directed at the children. That is, only words that were used for interaction. The total number of words in the children's environments was highly variable. So, maybe the child was surrounded constantly by words, but only a few of them were directed at the children. Or, in contrast, maybe there were few total words spoken around them, but a large majority of them were directed at the children. The children didn't learn anything from all of that passive speaking around them. They needed to be involved. Why is this important? Basically, what I'm saying is that the amount of language you learn is dramatically affected by the amount of interaction you have. If your studying only involves passive learning like writing and listening and reading and no conversation, no interaction, then you are putting yourself at a massive disadvantage. The science clearly shows that the social aspect of language learning is the key to language ability. It's a fluency secret that seems just too good to be true. Having a conversation doesn't require a teacher or any special techniques or methods or materials or a subscription to a website or a course or an app. It's free and it's fun. And it's amazing how many students completely ignore this aspect of their language studies. 
If you really want fluency, you need to throw away those grammar books and vocabulary lists and find a partner and interact. As I always say, it's time to stop studying and start communicating. I'm Christian. This is Kangaroo English. I'll see you in class. Studying.